Welcome to the Father Seekers Podcast. My name is Keith, the host of the Father Seekers Podcast. And with me, as always, is Pastor Barry Edgman, the founder of Father Seekers and uh, the one who envisioned everything that Father Seekers does. Pastor Barry, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing really well. Hey, we are we are in the fifth episode of the series that we're currently in. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't listened to the, the previous four, I would recommend definitely doing that. It's not as if every episode is like you have to listen to episode one to get episode two or episode three, but it definitely puts good context into what we are talking about. And the series we're in right now are five things that good fathers do. Five things that good fathers do. In every episode, we've touched on on one thing that good fathers do, and, and here we are on episode five. If you haven't, again, listened to the other four, definitely recommend listening to the other four. They're just the previous episode in our uh, in our Father Seekers lineup on your uh, on on the the podcast form that you listen to. Episode five, though, let's let's get right cracking on this. Jesus lived out the will of his father with his tribe, his disciples. So the idea that Jesus lived out the will of God, his father, with his tribe. Jesus continued to lead his disciples consistently and faithfully. In other words, Pastor Barry, what were your thoughts when, uh, when coming up with this idea for the show? So we're, we've been talking about Jesus being the perfect son and, and restoring fatherhood to its original design. And Jesus obviously was an obedient son, a good son. And, and to take this and drop it into the, the matrix of, of fatherlessness and being a good dad to your kid, if you grew up without a dad, was that Jesus led his disciples faithfully and consistently. And some might say this is over-spiritualizing, but the truth, the fact is that our kids and our wives are our disciples, like we're making them, we're leading them the way that the Father in heaven leads us and would have us lead them. Now, I know a lot of a lot of people would say, well, I'm not the perfect dad and, and I'm, I'm not sure I could do that. None of us are the perfect dad and we've all made mistakes. Right, exactly. However, it sure helps to have a model to say, you know, how did Jesus lead the disciples? How did Jesus say... Like one of the things he said was, follow me. Well, one of the things as dads we have to do is to live a life worthy of imitation. If we're not living that life I like that a lot. worthy of imitation, why? Go ahead and say that line again, would you? Yeah, we have to live a life worthy of imitation. Wow. So that sentence right there, that is an entire episode. It is a That's whole It's an entire episode. podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. But Again, oh, sorry for interrupting, but I just had, no, that's the line. It's good. Yeah, it's the takeaway for the day. Live a life worthy of imitation. But here's the thing. with I noticed with my kids, like, I've got three sons, Luke, David, and Ben. Uh, 33, I think one, David's 30, and the other, Ben, is 27. I think, I don't know, <laughs> somewhere in that range. But they really taught me how to be a good dad. And I, I learned the, I learned it was, it was a hard, I became a good dad after they were gone because I remembered the things they taught me. Like you, you look back and say, well, you made a lot of mistakes, but you also did some things good. And the kids are good. They're good dudes. They're good guys. They're not perfect like most men, but they're good guys. 
Well, one of the things that we have to remember about this life worthy of imitation is that we have to give ourselves permission to fail because we're going to fail. I promise you. And the people that's going to draw that to your attention, first off, is going to be your kids and your wife. They will be the first to, to draw that, raise that red flag. But living that life worthy of imitation gives you the ability to do a couple of things. The first, obviously, is to be able to give yourself permission to fail, but also forgive yourself and use that opportunity of failing and forgiveness to grow into a better person, to understand that these kids are watching me and they're going to do what I do. And that woman, my wife, is watching me and she's going to judge me on what I say and what I do and how I do it and why I do it. Right. And so Jesus continued to lead his disciples consistently. Consistently for me in that sentence is probably the the highlight word. Um, he, he exhibited strength and power, but yeah, he did it with love and confidence and strength. He did it consistently. So being a dad, uh, gosh, if you try to be perfect, I could see getting discouraged pretty quickly, right? But the consistency of it, consistently discipline the way you've been disciplining mm-hmm. if you feel it's a healthy way of discipline. Consistently be in your children's lives. Not just, you know, Saturday for an hour. Every day. Uh, consistently, uh, my family, me, me, my wife, and my two kids, we consistently have dinner at 530, right? That's just a big thing for us. Mm. We consistently pray before dinner and we consistently do the same prayer. Now, my children are five and seven. So Mm. part of the consistency and the, 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 having the same prayer every day is so it ingrains Mm. in, in their head, you know, so, so prayer becomes a habit and prayer, the same prayer becomes habitual. Mm -hmm. And as they age, we'll start shifting new things to pray about, new words, new ideas. But we started this when they could just barely talk. And uh, and they memorize, they have their prayer memorized. We do it yeah. every day before every meal. But yeah. that's, that's a consistency portion of it that, that we do. We consistently have routines. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and is that going to make me a great dad? I, I'm putting my chips on it right now. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, sure. I, I'm putting my chips on it. Here's the thing with consistency and with, with, I guess the expectation that you have to be good, right? Mm-hmm. That you have to be good every single day. Mm-hmm. I would recommend you trying to be good every day, but you're not going to. Mm-hmm. My my thought process is minimizing damage, right? Mm-hmm. So minimize the damage on your bad days. Uh, I I'm an avid I'm an avid sports fan. I particularly like like motorsports a lot, lot. So at at the end of each race in Formula One, in MotoGP, in World Superbike, they they always interview, uh, always interview racers. And one thing that stands out to me in these interviews, right? So if you're unfamiliar with these sports, these sports take place in racetracks all across the world, Mm -hmm. right? And they're not the same racetracks. They aren't, they're not characterized the same. The corners are all different. Um, the tarmac is all different. Uh, the weather is all different in all these racetracks. One thing that stands out to me in these, in the post-race interviews is, uh, when particular championship leaders of the, of, of the season, you know, the ones that are touted to win 
their respective championships. They go to tracks that they're not good at. I mean, that's inevitable. No one racer is good at all the tracks worldwide. But the one thing that they say is, I knew this, I knew I wasn't good at this track. This wasn't mine. I just had to minimize the damage, right? Mm. I had to get the best place I could to get the most amount of points that I could mm -hmm. for the championship. Mm -hmm. These racers know that they're not going to win every race mm -hmm. a season. It's just, it just, it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened in any of these major sports, but they minimize the damage. So on your bad day, how, how I look at it, how I can turn that over on mine, like on my bad days, I have to minimize the damage. I have to get the most amount of points that I can out of that day and just move on to the next right, race. Right. Right. You brought up a couple of different things. And the first is, I know guys who think consistency is doing the same thing every time the same way. It's actually not. It's actually, there are, there are disciplines that we have in our lives that we have to do the same way every day. For example, if we consistently brush our teeth and, and I, I was it, thinking the exact same thing when you said that, like, well, I consistently got to brush my teeth good, the same way. Good oral health, like, because the, I don't know if you know this, but if your oral health will determine the health of your heart, just as something to think about. I learned that when I was have when I had kidney disease and a, a transplant. But those things we know that you got to do the same thing every day. You've got to when you come uh, when you approach a, so, a stop sign driving, you know you have to come to a full and complete stop. Whether you do or not is is your training or your desire to, to, to fulfill the requirement of that law because that law is a protect, protecting law. There are other things that we have to do, for example, to save money or to look for the best deal when we buy. Those are disciplines that we use to manage well. So we have to do the same thing every time. When we go play golf, we have to have the same backswing off the tee to hit the ball long. If you want to hit the ball long, do a draw, whatever you do. But those things are consistent. But there are other things that will never be consistent, but you have to have application to apply it to those things that are not consistent. For example, when your kids do things that you've told them do not do, and they do it anyway, what do you do? Do you whack them on the tail and throw them in the bedroom and take away all their electronics? No, not every time you can't do that because then you could become an ogre. I freaked one of my kids out one time. They thought they did something third or fourth time. They knew what was coming. So I said, I picked picked him up, picked my son up, and I said to him in my lap, I said, look, here's what you did. You know you shouldn't have done it. You've done it before. You know it's wrong. You know you can't. All right? All right. I want to forgive you. I want you to, to move forward with that. Keep going. Now, you're talking to a four-year-old here, okay? But he was just as freaked out as I was because he thought he thought he was going to get the full brunt of the law. And I was totally freaked out because of the way I felt about doing what I did the way I did it. Because I saw a more, more effective response from him than had I been swat him on the tail, put him in his bedroom. A, a better, so there are times where we have to make judgments, but those judgments require a different response, but the application of what we use to deal with that. For example, we are always kind. 
We are always patient. We are always loving. We are always caring. We are always empathetic to remember what it's like to be a 13-year-old. That changes our approach. That changes the way we do things. But what? But we're still consistent. We're still addressing what's going on in their lives, good, bad, cold, or indifferent. So th- there's this, this idea of consistency, doing the same thing the same way every time. You No, you can't do that. But you can be disciplined, and you can apply the things that that pull the best response out of your kids. Yeah, and, and in consistency, uh, you can – it's like a benchmark, right? For me, it's like a benchmark. So if I want to be dad of the year and go do fun things on Saturday and having movie nights with the kids and pizza on the uh, 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 on the living room floor on a yeah, car, you know, that's good. I, I can do all of those things. Yeah. But on but on Sunday, I got to stay consistently that dad. Right. Right? And that's where it is for me. Like it I don't have to be perfect, but my benchmark needs to be consistent. Mhm. I can always improve on my benchmark and I always am improving on my benchmark. I don't have everything sorted out here yet. Right. Yeah. But, but what we're saying here is that we're, we're, we're training athletes is what we're doing here in, in, in the sport of fatherhood. And as we develop as leaders, dads, and as we train our tribe to follow us because we're doing it in love and kindness and, Mm -hmm. and, and worthy of imitation, then they're going to become accustomed to what we say and do and obey it. And we're going to become accustomed to understanding and knowing who they are and being able to apply what we're trying to do. So there's this always this journey, this growth, this merging of life. And we can wield the sword as a dad and hammer them or we can look at them as humans, little humans, and try to understand them, but still be consistent with applying the things that we know it's going to take for them to become a good man. Yeah. Yeah. Consist- consistency, I-, I think, is the highlight of today's show. Yeah. Um, so w- with some with some take-homes on that, what are some first steps that a dad that might be questioning his parenting ability, his, uh, his place in his family— Mm-hmm. Um, his faith even. Yeah. What, what are some good first steps that we can do to do consistency? Yeah. Well, one of the things, if you if you grew up fatherless, you, you either are really super rigid and religious and like there's no give in you or you're, you're all over the board. So the first thing you've got to do is find that consistent place, that consistent middle road, that middle ground. There's not always... There's not always black and white in, in dad world. There's, there's walking in the great, there's, here's what I call being a dad today. Even with kids who are older, I'm, I am always forever skating between chaos and calm. It's, it's a road. (laughs) It's a road. And I skate between chaos and calm. And it's, it's a nice, it's a nice over road. So in Wisconsin, we know what that means. But there's always this this ditch of chaos and this ditch of calm. If I fall off in the ditch of chaos, I'm going to wreck and tear everything up and worry and get agitated. If I get over here in the ditch of calm, I'm going to fall asleep and forget where I'm at and never get anywhere. So I've that, that healthy static tension, that's the one thing I would say about consistency is to know 
the, the rigidity part of that will kill you and your family. But the second piece of that is to learn how to cope with fluidity. Raising kids and having a family is a fluid operation. There's, it's not cut and dried. Like your Sunday thing, that's a grooming process. That's a teaching process. This is who we are. This is what we do as a family. This is how we do it as a family. This is why we do it. Mm-hmm. And then they learn that. And then, then, then they become that. And then they replicate that when they have kids. So then now we're talking back to the circle of living a, a life worthy of imitation. Right. And as as fathers, we should we should always be aiming to to make memories that are worth remembering. Mm-hmm. Right. The the carpet pizza thing, bro. You can't beat that. Right. I mean, that's unbeatable, right there. I, I mean, I, I evaluate what we do, and it's on, it's on a Friday night. I know I said Saturday, but it was just kind of like rhetorical. Mm-hmm. And we do that every Friday night, and they they my kids at this point call it uh, uh, Fun Day Friday. Fun and Day Friday. They get to pick a movie. Um, mm. and, and that can bite you sometimes because sometimes you're watching the same movie a lot. Mm. Uh, so every now and again, I'll interject and be like, whoa, 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 whoa what about this one, guys? What about this mm-hmm. one? But, but we have, we, we cook pizzas. We put a, put a blanket on the living room floor and we eat pizza on the floor and watch a movie before they go to bed, go to bed at the same time. So it's not like they're staying up all night, but as I evaluate that instance, I don't know how, I don't know how you can remember that other than good. Right. Right. And so I don't want to say check the box, but Friday nights, I'm leaving a good memory. Yeah. Right. You know, what's interesting that you say that you bring that up is that kids, kids are looking for good memories and they're looking for good experiences. Mm-hmm. And now your kids have become accustomed to it. And I, I'm going to bet you when they have kids, they'll do the same thing in some fashion or another. Well, I hope so. The whole, yeah. the goal of being a father is to raise up a child in Christ and, and get them just, I guess not, not to be a psychopath. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was my low bench is like, my goal here is to raise the children in faith and just like make sure they don't end up being a psychopath. Yeah. Well that, you know, that we've talked a lot about this off, off mic. And one of the things that I think as fatherless dads, we have to get to this place where the shadow of the guy that we might have been eventually dissipates in the light of the guy of who we are. Oh, I like that. And then we, we then then again live a life worthy of imitation because if I'm if I'm referring to that guy or looking at that guy or saying, like my dad, my dad was a, a womanizer and an alcoholic. And those, those things I carried forward, I had to deal with those things. Um, he, but he was, a, in some ways, he was a great guy. Like, people loved him. And my point with saying that is that there are some things that we carry forward by naturally by DNA, but there are other things that we carry forward that were behavioral and environmental, but the beauty about this idea of living a life worthy of imitation is that we may have we may have things that we brought forward, but with Christ, those things are not erased, but the power of those things are removed. Like, I thought I was going to die the way my dad did. 
I'd feared that for my lot for most of my life. I was going to die that way. Even in the dialysis chair, there were days I thought I will not leave this. I will not leave this building breathing because he died of this this whole tragic kind of a thing. Long story short, I carried that forward, and I believed for a minute there that I was going to die that same way. And and I did have a couple of close calls when I was in the, in the dialysis chair. I'll, I'll be honest with you. However, here's what I determined. I determined that I'm not going to die that way. I'm not going to live the way he lived. I'm not going to accept the things that he did. But what I can do is order my life, not as a reaction to his, but to follow Jesus and then exhibit those things as best I could as I became a man and begin to share and to walk and to learn and to imitate. And that's how you, that's how you dissipate that dark shadow that, that the guy you might be, but the guy that you're not makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Consistent. And we'll, we'll be wrapping up the show here, uh, but, I mean, consistency, be present, consistently be present in your kids' lives, consistently discipline when discipline is needed. Mm -hmm. Don't fly off the handle, right? And so I don't discipline my children the same way for every instance, Mm. but I'm consistent with each instance. Mm -hmm. I I don't like the discipline with emotion involved. Right. Right. That's, Um, bro. So so consistently discipline with the least amount of emotion that you can. Mm-hmm. And by, by when I say that, the least amount of emotion, don't get fired up when you do it, mm-hmm. right? Because then you're leaving memories. But I, I, talk, I talk to my children why we're disciplining right here, mm-hmm. why, what, what you did wrong and why it was wrong. Uh, there are instances where I discipline standing up and others where I have to get down on one knee and look at them eye to eye. This, this, is, a, this is a whole podcast right here. So I hear this. Consistently. I consistently do that in all the applications. Am I perfect at it? Probably not. You know, I'm going to know pretty good in about 18 years. Mm. But I'm getting better. Consistently try and get better. You, 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 like I said earlier, if, if this track, if the best you can pull today is an eighth place, well, get your eighth right, place. Right, right. You know, too, Keith, the thing about being consistent is, is going to the track. And riding the track, mm-hmm. and I think that when we get afraid of being a dad, or we—I know—I—I I talk to people all the time who are afraid. I was terrified to tell their kids no. Oh, not to tell them no. I was terrified to be a father in general. Yeah, well, me too. It's <laughs> like mm, I don't know what I'm doing here. However, I will say, if you're afraid to confront things in your kids' lives, you will operate out of fear. And fear begets judgment. Judgment creates frustration and anger. And if you if you operate out of fear, not only are you going to transfer fear to your kids, but you're going to transfer and create an opportunity for them to be frustrated and angry and disconnected, and they'll find other routes to entertain themselves. Mm, yeah. Wow. I guess to sum up this episode for me, um, obviously the word, the hot word of the day was consistency. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't yet, 
bring God into, into, into the relationship. Mm. Right. And I say that by pray with your children, Mm. read, read the word Mm -hmm. to your children, have your children read the word with Mm -hmm. you, study the word and implement it in your relationships. And most importantly, I would say most importantly at home, you touched on that earlier. Like your, your ministry at home, guys, guys, your ministry at home is the most important ministry mm. you are going to have. Absolutely. Right. You will, that, that's not to say that the people you, you, you work with every day, your neighbors, that that's not important. Cause it is, it is, it is, but there's a lot riding on the ministry at home and you can't, you can't strike out there guys. And the way I have found, uh, again, I, I can talk like an expert, but I won't know for certain until my children are, are grown mm-hmm. and I see it move on to the next mm-hmm. generation. But I'll tell you what, I'll put, I'll put my chips on God every time. Yeah. I will, I will, I will place my bet on God every single time. Yeah. Pray with your children. If you don't do it, it's super rewarding. I do it every day. You don't know how till you do it because you get, first of all, just ride the track. You got to get on the bike and learn how to ride the bike. So it's be consistent. Yeah. Just do your deal. Just do your deal. Do your deal. I love it. So we're wrapping up the series, yeah. five things that good fathers do. I really, really hope that that you as a listener even just got one thing out mm. of these five episodes. And and I know that if you've listened to all five of these episodes, then you're probably a little bit uh, vested into what yeah. this podcast is doing. Thank you. So if you like anything you've heard here, right? Uh, any topics discussed, if, if you think that maybe someone could benefit from anything we've said, share this podcast, please share it on your social medias, share it by word of mouth, share it via text and, and rate the podcast, share it with as many people as you can and, and, and rate it. So as many people as we can get to listen to, to these topics, these ideas, these ways to implement being a faithful Christ loving father to your families, uh, that, that'll, be, that'll benefit, you know, mm. do, do your part, share it if you can and, and email us. I mean, if there's, if there's something you're like, well, you know, I, I like pretty much 94% or mm. 20% of what you said, but here, yeah. here's another idea. Yeah. Do that. We heck, would love that. Heck, we would love, we would love to interact, uh, with you. If you have some ideas for these shows, uh, yeah, send them our way. Um, thank you again, Barry. Uh, your, your wisdom is it's, it's great. It's, Thanks for leading well. You did good, man. Thank well, thank you. you so much. And we will we will see, hear you guys, see you guys, talk with you guys. I'll go with talk with you guys talk to you, yeah. uh, <laughs> at the next uh, episode of Father Seekers Podcast. Thanks for listening.